0: Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, aka your holistic guide to being a wealthy woman. I'm your host, Donnie, and on this show, I talk to the dopest women experts, entrepreneurs, influencers, corporate baddies, and occasional wildcard guests while they share their wisdom from the experiences that brought them to where they are today. So let's upgrade our lives together, but more importantly, let's get wealthy. On this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Alyssa Swans, aka Email Marketing John. This episode is one of of those episodes that you're going to want to bookmark and come back to over and over and over because it's a masterclass. I kid you not. She went into so much strategy on this episode and it was because I pulled it out of her. I definitely wanted that because I knew she had the good information to give you guys. We definitely cut up during the show (laughs) we had so much fun but in between all that fun was a ton of valuable information that is going to help you transform your business and grow your sales she went from being an unemployed single mom to helping brands make over 30 million dollars in revenue per year if you have a business of any kind you're going to start a business Literally, it does not matter what kind of business you have. This is the episode that you really need to pay attention to and take notes on if you want to get good at email marketing. Oh, yeah. And did I say that? That's what she's an expert at. She's an expert at email marketing and funnels. So, if you're wanting to grow your sales, increase your revenue, this episode is going to help you tremendously. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. When I first came across your um, Instagram, I was like, Ooh, this is a cute name. Like I'm, I really love it. <laughs> it's very Philly of you, but <laughs> You're Very Philly of me.
1: I'm like, I'm actually debating now. Am I outgrowing that name? Are you from Philly? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. I live in Atlanta now, but I am from Philadelphia.
0: Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I was like, not John.
1: (laughs) Am I I saying it right?
0: Is is my accent right? Okay, good. a
1: person, place, or a thing. And you are looking like a John
0: today. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, that's so funny. But yeah, when I came across your account, um, it was back when I was coaching as well. And I was obsessed because I did not see any black women talking about email marketing. And I was just like, finally, finally there's somebody that's doing it and she's not stiff and starchy and her information is actually accurate. Um, And especially like talking about it as far as e-commerce, because a lot of the people that I saw talking about email marketing were mainly talking about like, you know, doing funnels for courses or services and stuff like that. And even myself, I was talking about funnels, but my audience didn't really understand what a funnel was until I introduced it to them. So with you, it was like, you were coming out the gate. Like, yeah, this is what email marketing is. This is why you need it. And this is how to do it the right way. And I was just obsessed. I was like, Oh yeah, she's dope. She's dope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is I actually got started with um, funnels for service-based businesses and authors and coaches and stuff. And the, like the coin wasn't just there like the money wasn't there like that (laughs) and not only that it's just like people didn't really understand what funnels was back in like 2017 2018. it was kind of new so i had to really like dress it up to make it like fun and likable um and that's how cash money automation started
0: no, that that's exactly what it is. Like, when I was teaching funnels, it was like, you got to, like, present it as something totally different and then hit them with the alley-oop and be like, nah, just kidding, it's this. But like... <laughs> that's so funny, because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, because they don't, they, don't know, they don't know that that's what they need a lot yeah. of times, you know? Yeah. And so even with emails, I was like, okay, she's making it, like, she's really making it really plain for them but really they don't even know that they're learning funnels from her, but it's cool. <laughs> they, don't they don't know. They don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to have you on the show because I'm a, I'm a nerd and I love having conversations like this. And I think that my audience, like, of course we like to have those people that are like, Oh, I'm living a glamorous life. And you know, here's the inside scoop. But like, I really want to get into some strategy and I feel like this is one of those episodes that they're going to come back to over and over yes. and over.
1: I love <laughs> let's talk straight like if anything is my superpower email is just the understanding for you guys to bait you guys in or to bait the customers in but strategy is my superpower. Like, I feel you yeah that is like that is my thing. <laughs>
0: No, it like it just makes me so excited to like sit and talk about strategy and like connect the dots. It's just fun. Okay, but before we get into that, let's give them a rundown because they need to know that like you're the real deal, you know. So like let's give them a rundown of how you got into this and why they need to be paying attention to what you're saying right now. So okay. how did you get into email marketing? Like how did this happen? So um um I
1: want to say 2015, 16 i started uh, ministry with my girlfriend i started uh, i joined her ministry as a social media manager and it was girls of royalty back then with genesis dorsey and we was growing the page like crazy um just like building community giving our resources bible study prayer like whatever it was we built it we built it like a, a pop in Instagram, right? And I was working at Amazon and it is 2023. It was so ghetto back then. I know it is a modern day slave ship now.
0: Right, and- it's ghetto <laughs> now.
1: <so>. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my daughter was like one years old and I hated my job. And I want to say I was probably making like twelve hundred dollars every two weeks i think i don't remember really right and i was just like how am i supposed to live this rich prosperous life that jesus told me about making twelve hundred dollars like this is not it and so i do not recommend this ghetto stuff that i did but i literally just quit my job i was like i'm a social media
0: manager now Wow, <laughs> okay. you like wait a minute, wait a minute what? <laughs> no, but that's the kind of stuff I'd be on too. So I, I'm not even judging. Let's <laughs> be like next day. Oh, I'm a new person today. I'm this now. So <laughs> that's literally what happened. And when I
1: say y'all, like, get you a coach and invest. Um, yeah. keep your job, like do the great things that you need to do to like build your business because i kind of like jumped off the mountain and it was like building a parachute on my way down i might have yeah. almost hit the ground but like i didn't hit the ground all the way and then some days i did hit the ground and um you know by god's grace and my family just being there to help pick me up is literally how i moved into email marketing was because um, social media, it was hard to actually prove the KPIs or the return on investment because it was bots then, you could buy followers and people like, I'm paying you to post, but show me the money, like show me the money. And that's when um, I kind of got into funnel building um, right afterwards. And so one of the things is that I, I know, I don't always tell this story, but right after I decided to quit my job, I started, I spent, like, my last $250 on a coach, a business coach. And she gave me some direction. Um, But after that, she seen how hungry I was. And she basically, like, mentored me for free. Oh, that's dope. Wow. And she put me in a co-working space for a year. Like, I was literally riding on her co-working space for a whole year. And literally, it was because... I was hungry and i was eager to learn and serve people that i was able to like get more clients i was able to do different things like and it was just like so, y'all like it was i don't know how i survived those beginning parts of my business But it was just like, because I did this, somebody wanted to do this. Because I did this, like, it was just a repeat thing. People was giving me free coaching programs, or I was sold my last, like, $100 into something, or $497 into something. And people just kept giving to me over and over again. And I want to say at least for the first three years of my business.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's favor. That's favor. For real. That's crazy. Okay, so you just said so much that I want to break down, (laughs) like that I want to hop into. But (laughs) I think one of the things I want to touch on is how you were talking about um, how you recognize like what you were doing at Amazon was not going to help you be abundant. And I think that's one of the biggest um, indicators that we aren't walking in our purpose or that things are not in alignment. Because I, I think we like, I'm a Christian as well. And I think a lot of times we forget that like, Jesus was abundant. He was not, I don't know where that story came from of people talking about he wants you to be poor and stuff like that and struggle. When he was on the earth, he was abundant. He was wealthy. And yeah. <laughs> he wasn't poor. He and he had a skill set. Right. He had a skill set. Okay. He was a carpenter. Right. And he also, he also was performing miracles every day, had a ministry. Yeah. He was wealthy. He was, he never wanted for anything really like yeah. it, anything he needed. he It was available to him and he was abundant. And I think a lot of times we forget that part when we say we want to, you know, follow in his footsteps, be like him. We talk about performing miracles, walking in our purpose, using our gifts, but like we should not be struggling for things like that, that's just a sign. I feel like that that we are out of alignment. Yes. If we struggle, <laughs> anytime I struggle, I'm like, Jesus, I want to be here, will. Tell me, <laughs> yes, yes. But also, too, I will say this because I recently had this revelation. He spoke to me because I was going through this season where things were just really rough, and I was frustrated with God because I'm like, Lord, I didn't set up here, and I've devoted my whole life. To living in purpose, okay. If anybody anybody that talks to me on a personal level knows, I am first to preach purpose, right? And I was frustrated because I was like, everything was going good, and then all of a sudden things just really got rocky. And I don't like this. (laughs) How am I supposed to like carry out my purpose if I can't even think straight because everything is chaos? Yeah. And God showed me He was like, when you are walking in purpose, that doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. Yeah. Purpose is not perfection. Purpose. You sometimes you got to go through some things Mm -hmm. for the sake of your purpose, for the sake of carrying out your purpose and being. For instance, for a part of my purpose is to pour into people. If I'm a pour into people, that I got to be able to relate to them. I got to be able to say I've been through the same thing. I know what it's like. I, you know what I mean, and and speak from a place of experience. So, in that time when you were like shifting gears, did you experience some things that you've been able to carry with you now and use? um or was there any like what was that that moment like while you were shifting and and trying to get to a place of abundance
1: <laughs> you know it was literally my faith carrying me the whole way through um mm. it was literally my faith and it was it was like little moments to get me to the next moment right it was not yeah. easy. i want to say maybe my first three four years in business was not easy But it was moments that carried me through that showed me like, like, not only did I believe in myself, but God believed in me. Like he believed in my skill, like my gift, like it was so many times. And I remember I got to like my fifth year and I was like, God, if this thing don't blow up, I quit. And I'm like, I literally been five years in, like something gotta give. And it was when I got to my fifth year in business where it just literally went crazy. So it it was years of mm-hmm. hard work and dedication and being faithful and, not let, and also not letting there be a, a plan B. Yes,
0: yes. Because that's one thing I think a lot of us when we start doubting and when things aren't working as quickly as we anticipated or if God promised us something and we're like, why isn't I here right now? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that doesn't mean you're supposed to waver and shift gears and go to plan B and C and D like you got to stay you got to stay with it you have mm-hmm. to trust that you truly heard what he said and what his pro- what he promised mm-hmm. is really going to happen but it it may not happen in our timing you know yep. and that's the hard part so what did you do in those moments where like during those first 5 years <laughs> where things were a little shaky what were you doing to maintain your faith
1: i was literally weekly fasting um mm-hmm. i had cut so many people off like and It wasn't necessarily like a, you're out of my life, but there was some things where it was just like, I couldn't have, like, there were certain conversations that I wasn't even allowing my mind to be in that space. Um, It was a lot of mindset work. And the one thing about what most people don't tell you is like, entrepreneurship is literally a deprogramming of everything you ever learned in life and i was going through that thing where i was deprogramming so it was like am i in my word what am i what am i listening to what am i reading so that it aligns with where i currently am going so that was like one of my things i always stay was reading um and i always got out the house like i was at the bookstore like the bookstore was my office and um I might have had like five dollars that day at Starbucks, but I was going to make that thing work. You get one coffee, right? I packed my snacks. This is when I was on food stamps. I packed my snacks from home like and I was pulling out books. I was coming up with ideas. I was pitching. I was going to different businesses like I just stayed in it and I stayed laser focused.
0: And I know that probably had to be difficult too when you have a child, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it's not just about you at that moment. It's like, okay, wait, there's a little person dependent on me. <laughs> yeah. So, what was that like? Like, were your family members judgmental at all? Because oh, he- even myself, I have a little dog. I don't have I I don't even have a child. I have a dog, <laughs> and my mom acts like that is my son. <laughs> And honey, if he goes too long without some water, it's the end of the world for her. So I can only imagine.
1: I want to say, like, I'm so grateful. And I always say that. Like, I'm a village child. Like, my village, like, just always took care of me. So they, it was an automatic for her. Like, so it was no longer I wasn't receiving it. It was Bella receiving it. So... Um, and then I co-parented. So Bella was with her dad half the week. She was with me half the week. My mom was definitely, my mom, she, my mom really believed in me. And I'm also a person like, you can't tell me what to do either. So my mom would be like, it was a boundary that I had to set. And I'm so grateful. Like my mom was supportive, but she also, she's reaping the, the fruit of the labor now. Right. But there was times where she would just be like, listen, I don't have it right now. Like, you know, you got to figure out a way. And (laughs) but my village was literally there holding me down the whole time for my daughter. And then also I reminded God, like God always said to us, like he would make things clean as if they never happened. Bella don't have no recollection of what we went through, any evictions, and we and we never went missing a meal. Like if we had to live with somebody, it was a good time. It didn't look like we were sleeping on the floor or we were sleeping in a car or anything like that. She never, she never experienced that type of stuff. So God made it as though his grace would never, she never even know it. She hear about it. And she be like, ooh, child, like, you know, now she say that, <laughs> but she didn't know. And that's because of God. And I was, um, as I was talking, I was thinking about there was a time period that I cut my phone off. Like my cell phone. I was like, if I didn't if I couldn't pay my rent or if I had bills to pay, I wouldn't keep my phone on. It was like I had to do these things to make sure. So I had a phone for like a whole I didn't have a phone for like a whole six months. And my family talked about me. But it was like, catch me when you catch when I'm in Wi-Fi. Like whatever. But that was how committed I was to making sure that I get to the next level.
0: No, yeah. Sometimes it really is like that. Like, you just got to do what you need to do. And it does not matter what anybody thinks about it at that (laughs) moment. It's what needs to happen right now. And that's just that. Yeah. But that's dope that you had a really good village and a support system, you know, around you because there are plenty of people that would not get that same reaction if they had decided to make that shift that you did. So, okay, so you said in year five, that's when things started getting better. So what specifically happened? Like, was there a certain moment that made things just shift in the right direction completely? Or was it just like, you know, like a trickling up effect of like, you know, just a bunch of little moments or what was it?
1: I want to say, I mean, it was two things that happened, right? I think one, I worked my way to that moment, right? Um... Because some people don't, people don't introduce you to other people unless they know what you're doing, right? Or they see you out here doing the work or they've seen your work. So, um, I want to say maybe 2018, I got introduced to Swinka and she had hired me for something completely, totally different. Um... And I show her. I was like, "No, let's do this. Like, you gonna get more money on your return." And it's going back to like showing my value because I had learned during that period, like social media. Like, if I don't show my value right away, I'm gonna be the first person to go in marketing. Like, that is an over. That is a rule in any business that you work with in, sm- in, in small businesses. Like, they want to cut marketing the first thing. Like literally every time they want to yeah. cut marketing versus going back and seeing where is money at and where's the holes at in your business, where can we reallocate funds? But I, so I knew that that was a thing with business owner side automatically was like, no, let me just do it like this so I can keep my money coming in consistently.
0: Uh okay wait so what was you doing what were you telling me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think she was so I, was say, I think she was building her personal brand at this point and um uh-huh. it was like a funnel but yeah. she had already had like three stores in detroit and was building an online store so i want to say when we first started working she was probably doing like 70 to 100k with no ads no email marketing just all organic and oh, that's good I came onto it's the team. Really good and, for organic. No, yeah, it's good for organic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was like 2018, 2019 when ads just started popping and stuff like that. So that was good money. Yeah. And I came onto the team and I'm like, let's get you off MailChimp. Let's move yes. you to Calavia. <laughs> Calavia was probably like three years old at this point. Um, mm. And it was something else I was about to say. Excuse me, it'll come back. But I was like, let's move you over here and let's get all your old customers that ever came back. And she was like, what? I'm like, this is going to work. This is this is it. Like, I wasn't trying to swear. I'm like, but that little grand stuff, we can do that later. This right here is right now, buddy. <laughs> For real. <laughs> okay.
0: So you had her retarget her old customers yep. and get them to be return customers, basically. Yep, yep. no I love that strategy though because I think that's what everyone wants whether you buy a course a service whatever you need that quick win to feel like this investment was worth it so that was very smart of you to be like no no no, I need you to make some fast money so you can see my value (laughs) real quick (laughs) that's how and
1: I knew that's how it was because even at stepping into this industry right like being a black woman Yo, I'm so unpolished. I never had a real corporate job. I've been, I like, since Amazon, I haven't had no job. But before Amazon, I was working at Foot Locker. Like, I just don't even know how to show up in these spaces. Like, now I'm learning. But before, I just was like, I just, I see money right here, and this is where I
0: need to be. Right. No, for real. (laughs) And and I want to emphasize that because that was something I always used to try to emphasize when I was coaching. Like, when you are trying to increase your revenue, the, one of the best things you can do for yourself is try to get repeat customers. And a lot of people don't realize that. And I can't remember what the stat is because I used to always say a specific stat of, like, how much it would increase your revenue if you were good at it. Um, but it's like... Is that one of the main things that you see people not doing that they should be doing? Like, oh, yeah. You know, trying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they want to
1: acquire a new customer versus going back and getting an old customer to shop.
0: Yes. Yes. When a good, like, literally, it could be 40 to 50% of your revenue could be coming in from. Oh, yeah. Most of my clients repeat have customers.
1: 40% of their revenue coming in from email, text message marketing, just remarketing to the people who already see? like you. See?
0: No, see exactly so <laughs> y'all because that's the thing too people don't realize it's also cheaper
1: yes. because
0: you already acquired them so why not just keep you know
1: and they're not really profitable and depending on how much your average order value is, they're not profitable until a third or fourth purchase like you haven't even profited off of them yet so
0: right that's another
1: story but you definitely <laughs> need them to at least make three purchases
0: Yes, exactly. Especially if you're somebody that's running ads or whatever, there's no reason why you shouldn't be putting a lot of effort into those repeat customers, because like she said, your money going down the drain. If you're only focusing on a new customer, your ROI is going to be real small, <laughs> real tiny, okay? Um, but yeah, so that that just shows your expertise. And I'm, I think, I mean, if I were her, I would have been like, okay, she knows what she's doing. She's staying here because... <laughs> Because you just came out the gate swinging, basically. Yes. So, yeah. So you mentioned Klaviyo. Um, is, that, would, is that the one that you recommend to everyone to use for email marketing? Or what would you recommend for people um, that are trying to get into email marketing?
1: Yeah. So if you are e-commerce business, I would definitely use Klaviyo. Um, I mean, there's active campaign out there if you're a service-based business. But e-com, you only need to be working at Klaviyo
0: period. Like that's really it. (laughs) Okay. No, that makes total sense. And I think, uh, well, can, well, it makes sense to me, but can you explain to the listeners Mm -hmm. why Klaviyo is so much better than a lot of the other platforms for e-commerce?
1: So Klaviyo is actually um, a native integration with your Shopify history. So if, and I like to use this um, avatar name, if Keisha has hasn't shopped since 2015 and she came back in 2023 we can actually see what uh for her back, what products did she view what was her previous products we can see her ip we can see when she's likely to buy again we can see if it's a guy or a woman right any type of excuse me data that you want to see You can literally see that within kalabio and this allow you to tell a story right so if you wanted to see like where's my customer what is my customer journey right you can look at 20 of the your top 20 customers and see what is the journey when are they currently buying um one of the things that i super i super love i super love i love love about kalabio is the predictive sales analytics so it predicts when is she going to buy again um it predicts her customer lifetime value it may predict uh like i said the boy or the girl um and i want to say like whenever she's going to churn again based off of her behavior as well
0: wow okay and it's been a while i mean i don't sell anything on e-commerce anymore um i'm going too soon but yeah so it's been a while since i've used Klaviyo and that okay i'm excited because
1: cleavio's <laughs> not that old i want to say it's been a while since i've been in business because I used mm-hmm. to sell on Shopify
0: and um, yeah, because it wasn't always on Shopify at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Maybe like two thousand and sixteen, seventeen it came to um, and then it got really good like two thousand nineteen. It went up, so yeah, it's a good. It's a good piece of um, it, it's a nice investment, but it's worth the investment if you read your analytics,
0: right? And that's the key, I think. A lot of people don't understand how to read their analytics or use that to their advantage so can you give me um an example of the analytics that people need to pay attention to as well as what they can be doing with those analytics because you just mentioned some analytics that you can see but like which what could you be doing with those after you see that
1: listen (laughs) <laughs> one of the so the one of the ways that I really made myself valuable as a marketer is showing my clients where there was opportunity. So you as the CEO of your business or a founder of your business, your part-time job is the marketer, essentially, right? You are the you bring in the coin. You need to know where your customer live at. You need to know what are they doing at one o'clock on a Saturday. You need to know what is their product their favorite product why do they like it do they like fashion girls or do they like oprah do they like michelle obama or do they like um taylor swift like you need to know those things to know what products to bring in right um you need to know what is their average order value right so if you need to make $1,000 a day. How much traffic do you need to come to your store if you're converting at 10%? How many people do you need to come into your store? So do you need to see an email? Do you need to send a text? Do you need to send post three times a day in your stories? Like you need to know every piece of analytic for you to get to your goal. So whatever your goal is for the day, for the week, for the month, for the quarter, you need to make sure that you're meeting those daily metrics. What is the traffic, right? What is the conversion and then um what is the sale what is the conversion so what are those things that you need to get to get to those moments is it to get the average order value up right how many of these hats do i need to sell to get to a thousand pieces those are like the most basic you start making your goals then you can get into more of the deeper analytics and you need when you get to your goals, how you get to your goals is knowing your customer, studying her, what she commenting on. I used to be under <laughs> this is how girls are of He grew so much. I used to be under T.D. Jake's comments liking their other people pictures, following them. Like I used to do that type of stuff. What are they saying? C- create piece of content around whatever their comment was because I was speaking their language.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you you speaking facts because that's it. That's the real hack. If there's anybody that's listening that is like trying to figure out, especially on TikTok, this will work for you. If you're trying to figure out what kind of content to put out and you're like, I can't think of ideas, go to your competitor or go to somebody that has the audience that you have or that you want and they have a lot of engagement. Look through their comment section and see what questions people are asking. That is what you either need to make products on, content on, whatever, because that is what people are trying to figure out at that moment. And if you do that... You're going to show up on their algorithm. You're going to show up in their feed. You're going to get the engagement that you're looking for. I just wanted to put. No, definitely. And the thing (laughs) is,
1: is like, you need to do it consistently. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you need to do it consistently. Don't just do it for a week. Don't just do it for two days. Like you have to do it for the quarter so that you can go back, analyze and see how you can optimize.
0: Period. Come on, you spitting you spittin raps and everything. <laughs> Analyze to optimize. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, yeah. I I think that right there, that that right. They don't even understand. Maybe they do, but they don't even understand how you just gave them a million dollars worth of game in two seconds. Because that that used to blow people's minds when I was teaching, and they would and I would tell them, I'm like no, no, no. You sit over here posting aimlessly, email and texting aimlessly just you know, just to do it because somebody said to do it. When you don't know, if you just look at your analytics, it'll tell you everything you need to know. It'll tell you how many times to post, where to post, what to do. You know, like, it's all math. It literally yeah. is all math and the analytics are literally telling you. They are shouting at you, telling you exactly what you need to do, what area you need to improve in, yeah. where where you can make the most money. It's like, very plain. It's just that a lot of people don't even see it. They don't even understand that that is what that is for. That's why all those analytics are available to you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for breaking that down.
1: <laughs> of course,
0: of course, of course. Yes. Um, But I've heard you talk about your engaged 90, quote unquote. <laughs> so what is that? T- tell us about that.
1: That is your bread and butter. <laughs> um, look, that's your bread and butter. But if you need to make the goal for the end of the the, the month or the end of the day, you need to use an espresso shot. So, um, Ooh, okay, there is two different things that happens. Right, you have a list of people, which could be people who live who listens to this podcast, right? Or who, no, who subscribe to this podcast. But the engaged 90 can be people who've clicked, listened, opened the email, active on site in the last 90 days, which are active based off of what they've done in the um, in the podcast. App, right so yeah. we can apply that into email marketing text message marketing It's literally the data that you own and what the customer or the consumer is doing with um within your database
0: got it so are you when you get that engaged 90 or you figure out who they are are you like those So you said those are the people that, like, if you need to hit that goal at the end of the week and you're a little short, are you sending special promos to them and stuff? Or, like, so, what do you use them for? So those are, like, just regulars. They
1: might be, like – some of them may even be window shoppers, right? But okay. the other one, espresso Shot, is the ones that, like, I know I'm about to make some money. Like, I just got to send them something good because – their shopping behavior may just be like, I just like to buy stuff every week. Right. So there's levels to the um, psychology of the segmentation as well. So um, just knowing what your customer like and what triggers them to buy. So um, my mom used to always say when I was growing up, I had buyer's remorse. Right. And I was like, what is buyer's remorse? And essentially I had buyer's remorse because I didn't want to see my money leave my account. So I would go take my stuff back so I can have my money back in my account. But I was like 11, 12, like I just wanted to have my money in. I wanted to have maybe my Starbucks or my makeup that I was buying, but you need to understand like what is the the psychology of your customer to make them buy in their right now moment
0: that's good yeah I used to always say you need action triggers or what I would call action triggers like mm-hmm. something to just make people just leap and take action finally and yeah. purchase um, but yeah okay thank you for sharing that so um, are there any brands that you feel like just do a really dope job at email marketing and text marketing oh, me? That I'm, you right. just-
1: <laughs> I'm going around and
0: saying
1: <laughs> I say yeah. that with all humility and love because the
0: folks be copying off of me okay Ooh. Ooh. you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> No for real though you can spot a copycat I'm sorry not this is okay I'm I'm the first to try to be like you know oh maybe they just don't have the same idea or whatever but I'm sorry there are moments where you can just spot a copycat I do like maybe maybe if you were inspired just say that Say <laughs> oh, yeah. it. <laughs> Just let me know. Reb me a check. So let me check. This is.
1: Okay. a profit share. So Right. You know. I ain't even tripping. <laughs> yeah. I <don't>
0: Sorry. <laughs> okay, so you. All right, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I said that with all humility, like maybe two years ago, I would have said, but I am very clear.
0: Yeah.
1: I've seen yeah. it multiple times.
0: <laughs> okay, so are are you able to reveal like some of your clients because i know that this is the thing i i sometimes for i know when i was teaching a lot of times people would need to see like examples for things to click mm-hmm. and so i just wanted to see if there's some examples that they can see of like your work or like how you move you know like <laughs> so um yeah i don't mind sharing
1: clients so one of them, our biggest brands that we work with, they do um, over thirty million a year. We work with Swanky It's a, um, it's a, and the funny thing is, we we now brand ourselves as a dating-driven fashion fashion company. Like we use data yeah. to drive sales, so we're no longer just in the fast fashion industry. We use data to drive what we're buying, what we're sending out emails, what we're texting about, what we are strategizing around. So everything is data driven in um, that particular business. Uh, We work with smaller businesses like uh, Pretty Pieces, uh, Tease of Life, uh, Marketing by Monterey, Work and worked. that's with,
0: a good variety because you yeah, mentioned coach you mentioned e-commerce like that's good that's a good so y'all y'all got some homework to do you can go look it up <laughs> join the email list and, and get inspired but don't be copying now no
1: you know what <laughs> like, I to be honest I have um I have learned to not even say it's a copy thing right because I think yeah. that like God wants me to share my knowledge right and mm i want more more people being better marketers right one of the things that you can anybody that ever work with me they say she's an honest marketer there's not too many people that's an honest marketer like i don't be over here trying to lie to you tell me about to make the month no this is what the data says we are about to do um so i think that you need to um I think there need to be more, more honest marketers. So if they are interested in learning from me, right, like they can learn from me um, yeah. and take notes. So I think that, you know, that's more of the path that I'm going on. I want it to be a, a school of us, right? Like versus yes. it's just me and whoever worked for me.
0: Exactly. And yeah, and I say all that jokingly. Early, no, no, I want like... them to know though. <laughs> no, oh no, no, no. I feel you, I feel you. No, yeah, I think like, I, I've all well, not always. There was a time where I was very competitive, and I'm all, I was always like, I just want to stand out. I just want to stand out. I don't want nobody to do what I'm doing. I want to say it different, teach it different, everything, right? Yeah. And it and it that just becomes exhausting, honestly, yeah. because everybody ain't that different. So you just got to relax. Yeah. But I think um ultimately. I think, you know, there's that quote that goes around on, on Instagram talking about like how you want to be the bl- bl- blueprint, but don't want to be the blueprint. Like why, why you don't want people to copy you, but you want to sit here and be the example and be the role model and be all the things. So it's like, if you're doing well, you should expect for people to copy you. And that should just be flattering ultimately. Yeah, you know?
1: definitely. It is. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I love that you're not threatened by that. And I think, yeah, I, I I think all of you should go join one of the email lists of one of her clients so that you can see, you know, what this looks like in action and really get an understanding of, like, how this is important and, and how it'll be effective for you. If you're not implementing email marketing right now or maybe you're just struggling or you feel like it could be better, she that's going to help you see, like, okay, this is totally the way that I should be doing things, but also to go work with her, go work with her, uh, become a client if you can. She also has resources available on her site where you can, you know, learn on your own a little bit and you know figure out how to do it for yourself if you're not quite at the place where you're ready to hire her. But this is definitely something you should be utilizing because it is a game changer, and yeah. you will stop feeling lost in your business. You'll stop feeling stressed out. You'll stop feeling like you don't understand why things are not working, it'll become very clear why things are not working. It'll become very clear how to make your money. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I do want to get a little technical because I know that people, I mean, not that we haven't been technical so far, but I know that there are some terms that people just be real confused by. So can you, you know, break down what a segment is?
1: Oh, yeah. So a segment (laughs) is based off of what, a group of people are doing so whatever behavior or action that they're taking
0: got it okay and so you just group them together based on that right and then um can this be something that like it's automated where they're just automatically added to certain segments or does all this have to be manual
1: yeah so they are once you create the segment most of the time the people pop right into the segment
0: got it okay yes Okay, so I hope that clarifies it because everybody, that's one of the number one questions I get. Is, what is this segment? And also, I've noticed, which is so annoying, um, certain email marketing platforms, they have started naming it different things. Like, they're not calling it a segment. They'll call it, I don't know, just other things. And I need everybody to get on the same page. use a and segment. They use the same, the <laughs> right. same universal techn- uh, terminology
1: because Right. <laughs> They're gonna
0: be showing up to me asking me that question and I'ma be pissed off. Don't don't do that. <laughs> no, I was like, since when are we calling it different things? Just call <laughs> it a segment. What are you doing? Like doing why are you trying most. to be extra? <laughs> <Doing the most. laughs> trying to confuse people. Yeah. What is this? Um, okay, but yeah, okay, so that's what a segment is. And then is there any other like For someone that's getting started is there anything else that they really need to understand like workflows automations is that something that is like a must when it comes to email marketing or do you feel like that's more advanced
1: and so there's three things no matter what business you have excuse me there are three automations that you need to have running in your business right and the automation is based off of it triggers based off what the customer done so if they visited a website I mean visited your website and they signed up to get whatever coupon right you have so that could be the welcome funnel you can introduce your business your your mission which y'all stand for sustainability your best sellers all that right then there's another one that's abandoned cart so you might have sent out a quote or they might have put something in their cart and they didn't purchase or they didn't check out. You want to have something following up with them. Um, my and cart has made over two million dollars, and we follow up with them eight million times. I mean, eight times. I say eight million. We follow up with them eight times, right? That works over too. Hours.
0: Eight million works too. <laughs> Eventually, they're gonna purchase
1: <laughs> <laughs> over a five to seven day period, right? So, how many times do you need to sign up with your customer? I mean, how many times do you need to email them before they're ready to make a purchase? And then the last one is a customer. Thank you. So a customer is based off of after they make a purchase, right? You follow up with them. You say, oh, your order's on the way. Oh, your product is this, right? How to use the product. Then 14 days later, you may want to follow up with something else. Introducing them to a compliment, a product that may complement what they've already bought. Right. Or the second bestseller. So now you have. Emails going out automatically for the next fourteen days, no matter what the customer has done over us, um, over a customer journey.
0: And and literally, if you set that up, you will see a whole shift in your business. As long as you are getting traffic to your site, that is those two things key. Making sure, yeah, <laughs> making sure you got this set up. This but also focusing on the trash. <laughs> I have had clients come to me and be like. The funnels you said ever not working. <laughs> and my baby, schedule. how many? <laughs> baby, how many people came to your site? I go That's in the there. I go in there and be like, one, one person,
1: ma'am. What am I doing with this, ma'am? We're not welcoming nobody because where's the traffic?
0: <laughs> right. No, I used to have this one student uh, when I first started teaching funnels, and bless her heart. <laughs> she would just be so frustrated she'd just be like Donnie this is just not working I just don't know what to do and I would look at her stats and I'm like your conversion rate is actually high and I'm like what are you talking about and she and I'm like how many people came to the site last month and she's talking about it says that I had like 36 people I said well baby that's why baby girl baby girl Like people just don't understand that they do not understand that a brand that is making thousands, millions, they are having thousands and millions of people coming to the site. Like that's just it. (laughs) Traffic that that's gonna be the biggest thing you gotta work on after you get this. After you get this down, after that is traffic, and then repeat customers. Like making sure you getting the follow up. That and that was something I wanted to emphasize because as you were talking, I was like, I need to emphasize that the follow up. Cause y'all, like we said, y'all focus on the new customers. But the follow-up in anything, like any aspect of your business, that has been the biggest uh shift, like in it for things like over the years for me is learning the value of following up. Yeah. So in your automation, stop being scared to follow up. Y'all be following up one time, one little automated email talking about, Hey, did you forget this? Hey, <laughs> you want to come back and buy something? Maybe you need to follow up five, six, seven, eight, eight million times. Like she said, <laughs> same that's thing good. with this podcast. When we are booking guests, we follow up literally five, six, seven, eight y'all, times because some. Y'all so, are I'm like, y'all still want to talk to me. I didn't, <laughs> forgot to sign up like three
1: times.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you just have to really think, okay, it's not that everyone's not interested, People have lives. People are busy. Things are going on. And so don't get offended. Just follow up again. Same thing with if you're trying to be an influencer. You better follow up with that brand eight times and see if they want to collab with you. Like, stop being nervous and just follow up. That is going to help you tremendously in life. Yeah, follow up. Definitely. So automate these emails, y'all, so you can follow up. Okay? Yes, definitely. And it's a one-time thing. You just optimize
1: it as it go on. So that abandoned card that I created... Um, when i first created it it was maybe four emails long but what i noticed was people were still buying it every time i would add an email on and i was like oh and this was before ios 15 right so i could see the open rate i could see the click through rate i could see all the things to say add another email so that's what i was doing i was reading my analytics and optimizing
0: period period Y'all got to, You got to start working harder. I mean, smarter, not harder. Okay. Like pay attention. Really? Like, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people, they um, are not the best at critical thinking, you know, <laughs> but that that's what critical thinking is. It's looking at something and not just seeing it as black and white. It's like you look at it and you're like, okay, what what am i overlooking what where is the area of opportunity like she said what can be shifted what can like little tweaks that can be happening right now um it, and it's not just all oh because this whole thing didn't perform the way i wanted it to this whole thing's trash like that's you can't look at it like that right <laughs> exactly <laughs> no i was thinking we were just talking like
1: where do we learn critical thinking skills like cuz i feel like i've been trying to teach this to people but I'm just trying to figure out, where did I learn to critical think. I know.
0: I don't know. And I'm like, did I learn it from my parents? Because I feel like most people these days just don't be critically
1: thinking. <laughs> they just be breezing on by life.
0: <laughs> right. And they take everything for face value. Anything somebody tell them, they be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got that.
1: I don't know. I don't know. But critical thinking, I don't know. Maybe I need to Google it. ask chat GPT, but
0: Right, ChatGPT would know. Ah, no, you funny. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> now, I do want to get into like the spam folder situation real okay. quick because, okay, it, it's really a whole situation because a lot of people they want pretty emails. They want the pretty emails. They want to use ten emojis, and I'm I was. I, I was a person that was like this because when I was learning about funnels, I learned it from somebody that valued pretty emails and that put ten, fifteen emojis and ten pictures and five links. So like <laughs> how do you get around that? How do you, you know, marry the two, especially when you're doing product business? Because you need to show off the product it needs to be giving in the photos, you know? So like how do you make your emails pretty but also you know, be able to not end up in the spam folder.
1: That's a good question because I don't know. Like, oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> because no. Listen to this. One of the things that um, I have really been teaching people hard on is using plain text emails a lot more. Um, yeah, and so there's. Maybe five different variables on why you could get put into the spam folder, right? It could be your domain. Like a lot of people do this. As soon as they move from MailChimp, they go to Colavio and they literally email their whole list, right? And then they mess up their deliverability for their domain sending, not knowing. Oh, wow. So That's the bots nice. are like, beep, beep. wait, 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 never seen you here. You trying to email 20,000 people. And you got Flash Cell, right? <laughs> in the in the in the subject line with seven different emojis, all caps. Where you going? Spam. That's where they're gonna yeah. find you at. Cause baby, we never heard of you before over here on this domain sending. So there's a warm-up process that needs to have been for deliverability, right? um the images don't need to be now y'all gotta get y'all notes for this because i'm about to give you all a lot of stuff and we ain't gonna be able to go over it again Mm -hmm. (laughs) the images need to be um under 500 megabytes so i really tried to tell my team to do 300 so maybe 600 by 600 um you don't need to have gifts over one second right so it needs to be like one second or under There is so many different variables. You could be like, I did all those things. And listen, it still went to the the spam. And I'm like, okay, let's start over. Let's do the domain warming, right? Let's do seven days of plain text emails, right? Let's do smaller images. Let's not yell at them in a subject line. Let's not put spam-worthy subject lines, order number pending uh like let's have a conversation let's have ask them to reply back to an email there are so many different Ooh. things that could put you in the spam that you just need to check multiple boxes to make sure that you're not doing it so i would say send a plain text email once a week to your warm list so it maybe you engaged 90 you can start with engaged 30 you can start with engaged 60 then you can go to 90. um and then also I would say, make sure your images are small, right? So if you want printing emails, you can go buy templates off a of creative market in Canva, right? You can have a designer make you some templates. You can do all those things, um, but make sure that they are small and optimizable because they have to fit on these tiny devices, right? That we have versus this big 20-inch Macbook mech- met that I'm talking on right now. So those are the things that we have to consider. That we're always looking, our customers looking from a mobile view. Is it small enough, right? Um, we're not writing them four page letters, right, to tell them that we love them. Like those are the things that we need to take in account.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that that is invaluable advice, honestly. So, okay, question: mm-hmm. If somebody, you know, they didn't they didn't mess up the domain. Right? <laughs> Is there a way to recover from that or oh, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, you
1: can put your own domain, you could do a, a sending domain, right? But it mm-hmm. takes 30 days to do it. I don't got 30 days, Alyssa, right? I need to make some money today. <laughs> I would tell you to send plain text emails for a seven day street and start with your got it. list. So before you move it from another platform or if you're in a platform already because right? let's be honest, most people who are going to be listening to this be like, I sent the email in the last 90 days. So you automatically need to rewarm your email list. So you need to start with people in the last 20, 30 days, and then move on to 60 days. So once you get up over to that 20%, then you can go over to 60 days and then 90 days. So you want to talk to people who's already familiar with your business.
0: Mm, that's so good. That is so good. Okay. I hope, like she said, I hope y'all took notes because she ain't going to go over it again. Because I don't remember nothing I said. <laughs> no, that be me. <laughs> when I'm teaching, I just be going. It and then is. someone would be like, what did you say again? I said, girl, I don't know. I don't know what I just catch,
1: said. That's the replay.
0: <laughs> it was just falling. That's it. <laughs> so, okay. So if somebody has like a small email list. Is it possible for them to make good money from their email list or do they need to be focusing on growing it? What is good money? Hey, that's relative for whoever's listening. I don't know. Like, right, like a few thousand. Right. Could they consistently make a few thousand off of a small list?
1: If they are the right customers, I would say yes. Right? Okay. If they are not some people like, you know, that are randomly on your list, I would take a look. So this goes back to analyzing your, your data look at the list right look at the list of people and the stuff that i'm telling you guys like this stuff is what we do like this isn't like some random machine telling us this i'm sure there will be ai that'll be able to do this soon but until then there's no human you are the human in your business that needs to print the money you need to look at who's on your list Who's more optimized to spend if it's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars with you? And you need to go and get the sale. You are the salesman. Yeah. So if yeah. it's 20 people on your list and you I sell a thousand dollar product and you get three of them to buy, it's a good that's good money to me.
0: That's real good money and good conversion.
1: <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I think it's it really it depends on who is who's going to go get the money? If you're not going to go get the money, the competitor is definitely going to go get your money.
0: Yeah, they definitely will. They definitely will. So if somebody is trying to like grow their email list, like do you have any things that you do um, consistently to grow the list? Or do you feel like that's just more of like a traffic thing where you just need to get people in front of your your offer to get on the list?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, You can't use warm traffic but I also think um, you need to get, even as a multi-million dollar business owner, I'm always still trying to get more people to see me, right? Being on this podcast, I'm trying to get more people to know who I am. I want you guys to, you know, I want you guys to come on my website. I'm gonna be like, oh, 100 people should be coming from the Wealthy Woman podcast, right? So I'm always wanting more people to come and show up. So how can I get in front of more people who don't know me? To know more about my services that we offer and that's the same way that they should look at it like from here i want you guys to get on my list i want you guys to receive weekly emails from me i want you guys to go and purchase the segmentation like i want you guys i want people every day buying from me i won't rest if i make a if i don't make a thousand
0: dollars a day period period (laughs) yeah
1: like that's just you have to do that though it's like, how can yes. I get 10 leads? And I had that same mentality when I was going door to door. I need to at least talk to 20 people to say it made sense for me. You know? Yeah.
0: and that And that's when things shifted for me, too, because it's like if you're just aimlessly talking about, oh, I just want to make a few thousand this month or whatever, you're not going to make it if you don't have minimums every day of like, I need to be seen by this many people. I need to you know, get this many sales. I need to make this amount of money every single day, period. Like that's, that's the minimum because then that's, that's, I think that's the difference between people that end up hitting their goals and don't, because you'll see towards the end of the month or towards the end of the week, you'll be like, Oh dang, I'm this far from my goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make those minimums for yourself every single day, then at the end of the week, you don't have most of the goal left. And then you're going to be like, well, dang, I can't even do it. Right. <laughs> whereas if you exactly, whereas if you have made these minimums for yourself, you might just be a little bit short or you might find that you hit the goal even quicker because you didn't done over what you had planned for, yeah. but it's doing that. It's like holding yourself accountable every single day and doing that consistent effort of getting in front of new people it, get, getting your freebie in front of new people like whatever it is you need to do like just make sure that you are consistently showing up and and getting that traffic and getting that new audience so yeah I think that's good advice and I think people really need to take on that mentality because it's literally a mental shift that you have to make Yeah.
1: one thing that came to mind while you were just talking was don't um, and if the freebie not working make a new one like stop putting out mm-hmm. bad stuff like, I want something valuable that's about to change my life like
0: I'm screaming <laughs> <laughs> she says stop putting out bad stuff
1: <laughs> like stop putting out like just stop putting out trash offers like I would rather people be like
0: take 10% off. I'm not signing up for 10% just check me out like what are we doing here I'm tired of y'all trying to take off my tax. I don't care about no <laughs> little 10%. I don't care. There's something that's, if I'm worth it, give
1: me something. If my customer lifetime value is $1,000 or $5,000, spend 1000 on me. Period. Show me I'm worth it. Show me a good time. <laughs> period this is a wealthy woman podcast so y'all wealthy women like luxury things y'all like good dates to the spas and nice luxury croc handbags and all the things do
0: that same thing in your business exactly stop playing stop playing mm because and and i think that's the thing it's like when when people start businesses, I think I and I get it. Everyone has a tendency to be scrappy a lot of times, you know? So when you are giving free things to people, you tend to be a little scrappy with the way you present it. And that's the problem. We see it. We see it. And <laughs> we don't want it. <laughs> we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I had the left for you. <laughs> right. Goodness. <laughs> Okay, now of course we can't even um, wrap this up without talking about text marketing. So, girl, okay. okay, me too, me too. So, do you feel like if someone's starting out, because this has been the complaint I've heard, um, because you know it's more tools to pay for, uh, <laughs> do you feel like now I know Clavio does some text stuff, but um. For Those that are doing coaching and stuff, and you might need to use several systems or whatever, or to also, too, I've noticed that some of these tech companies don't specialize in automations, so sometimes you have to have a few things integrated. Um, yeah, it's it's getting ghetto out here. Um, uh, <laughs> I need to come up with something, <laughs> <Did> you do. <laughs> yes so anyway if they have to integrate some things use several systems to get the you know their stuff automated or whatever uh do you feel like if it's getting a little expensive do you feel like it makes more sense to prioritize text marketing over email or do you feel like email is still king do you feel like they just need to prioritize both and just make it happen what do you think
1: i think definitely don't i don't think you shouldn't do one without the other right so Text marketing is like a tweet, 160 characters, not including your link, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's a really fast transaction. Think about you in New York, the people haggling you down to buy something fast. It's, a quick, it's quick money. It's more expensive, but the ROI is like 10 times higher. Where email marketing, you can do more nurturing, and you have unlimited characters, right? So you could do crazy storytelling. Real quick, I had a client came to me. She had already did six figures for the year. But she didn't had never sent the email a day in her life, and um, her business is doing pretty bad, to be completely honest. And she hired us to come on for email marketing and to bring back all her customers she ever worked with. We did scary stories around um, this is a hair dye company, and it was natural hair dye. We did scary stories of what happens when you don't use natural hair dye. we her numbers back up. Um, she was able to do like fifty k when like. I want to say maybe 40-day period or something like that, just because we was nurturing them through email marketing, showing them pictures. You can't show pictures, and you can show pictures and text messages, but it's going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're not, if you already crying about spending $2,000 on uh, whatever, you really will not be bad when you get the text message marketing. So, I would say nurture when you get to email marketing. Use text message marketing as like a end of the day, thing I need to make my goals. Scrap up the round, the rounds of people that, um, you know, click but didn't buy. Create segments, right, based off of what they've done. So I think you need to be more strategic with text message marketing. You need to implement it within your business. Also, use email marketing to nurture. Excuse me.
0: Got it. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. And then when you're using your text marketing, um, are the automations do they correlate a lot of times with the ones that you have? for your email marketing yep sometimes i send them at the same time and i see um double my traffic
1: coming so the best way i like to analyze data is like when i push the send button i'm watching i'm in shopify watching how many people come to the store right Ooh. um when i push the send button i'm seeing on my email how many people or am i gradually sending because i want my traffic to be steady throughout the day like those are the things that i am looking at when i am sending out my my pieces of marketing
0: you really over here giving out gyms people don't even know about that one the 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 um like like trickling your content out yeah, so that because this is a thing and that's the thing i don't want to i don't want to be the gatekeeper of marketing like yes no but that that is my favorite thing to do one because of several things it's like when you trickle out your content throughout the day you can actually sit there like you said and do like a little watch party on your analytics and see okay when i did this what were the results when i did this what were the results okay when i send this type of email this does better than when i sent that text or when i posted that over here and then you can really evaluate what's bringing in that traffic versus what's not but also too like you said if you want to just like really hit it you could just do it all at the same time and watch that too so like there's just so many different things you can test out. And I think that's another thing is like when you start playing this game, this analytics game, you just have to be comfortable testing. Like everything don't have to be a hit. The main goal right now is to learn, learn your customers, learn your store, every learn day. what works for you. Yeah. So just get comfortable with that. Like just test. Everything don't have to be a hit. You don't have to feel bad if it didn't work that day, you are learning. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah.
1: And you'll do better every year. I always say, i do interviews
0: around black friday like just do better than what you did last year right right and and that is just fine you don't have to try to beat everybody in the game and (laughs) (laughs) y'all see them screenshots slow down on shopify screenshots slow down okay girl (laughs) no and that's the thing that's the problem you when you start that game of showing your numbers (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) oh my gosh okay this has been so fun so to wrap things up I always ask everyone this question and so I'm going to ask you as well what does it mean to you to be a wealthy woman
1: Mm, I love these type of questions because even though I have money right these things um I felt wealthy before I had money right I literally was um I was I just shared this on another podcast last week where they said when did you know? And I knew when I knew when I was arguing with my daughter father around who was gonna claim her for the year that God didn't call me to live like that.
0: Oh yeah.
1: It was just like mm-mm. God did not call me. He called me literally to be the bank, right? <laughs> like, so what does the like, what does it mean to be a wealthy woman? It's everything that the word of God says that I am. And I'm wealthy in love. I'm wealthy in peace. I'm wealthy in joy. I'm wealthy in knowledge, right? Um, I'm wealthy in discipline, right? Like I'm wealthy in the fruits of the spirit. So all those things. Like, that's what wealth means to me. It's not necessarily... It don't equate to money, right? Um, Yes, money is great to have. But because I have all these other things, I'm limitless.
0: Yes. You know what? We have not had the answer yet. And I... Love that answer. I love that answer. That is such a good answer. And you're right. That that is exactly what it is. And I always say that, like, with being a wealthy woman, it's a holistic thing. It's not just about your bank account. Like, it's a holistic thing. In every area of your life, you should feel wealthy and abundant. So, girl, this was fun. I love having you on the show. My new best friend, (laughs) I love a good. Period. I love love a good analytical woman, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We here. We here. So, girl, how can people find you? How can they work with you, support you? So, um, I'm email marketing
1: join. Yo, man, I'm trying to get my Twitter up because that's a, they say that's where the agency people hang out at. So, I'm getting oh. my Twitter up. Um, so, follow me over there on Twitter at email marketing join. There is a lot of gems over there. So, if you think that this was good, it's like more over there. Um, I'm email marketing join, Instagram, and TikTok. And then if you are
0: interested in working with the agency, it's socialswines.com Love it. Well, this has been such a blessing to have you on the show. Thanks thank so you for all of the knowledge that you shared because you really didn't even have to go that hard. But like I said, we want people to come back to this episode over and over yes. and over. And I know, I know that this is going to be one of the favorites for people. Yes. So thank you, girl. This was fun. Thank you.